Blog Talk Radio.
type of clown is trying to put in his bitch. But I'm the queen, now I mean I'm not gonna lean to no one beneath me. I got myself, she loves me, best we married, yet she knows just how to treat me. I've been trying to find you Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come in dirty wine yeah. I love the way you move Like how you're doing what you're doing you, you got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it Your body, body, body Drop it down low Then you pick it up I want it, want it, want it I want you so bad I can't get enough your body, 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 ooh, got me in my feelings. Girl, you're a star, that's what you are. You know, you know, you're doing something to me. Got my emotions on a roller coaster ride. Yeah, this thing's going on between us, something I can't find. Cause I've been trying to find you Cause I've been trying to find you Been looking high and low Wanting you more and more To come and dirty wine To come and dirty wine yeah. I love the way you move I love the way you move Like how you're doing what you do Like how you're doing what you do You, yeah, you yeah. got me hypnotized Got me all in my mind I'm trying not to lose it Your body, body, body Tell me about the big I don't even care no. I want it I want you to myself, I don't want to share Your body, body, body 
like a circus now. Neighborhood full of clowns. Lost trying to find a way to bring the next nigga down. Shop a whole 50 rounds. Pork a hater, sit him down. Silence on the barrel, saw the party make a different sound. My young nigga starving, they'll murk you for about 20 pounds. A quarter brick extra, get you buried in a different sound. Associated with them goons, affiliated with goblins. Money talk like Chris Tucker, promise. You don't want these problems, so my soul for a dollar bill. Stressing, so I'm popping pills. Really ain't the type to rob a nigga, but my partner's is. Money is the motivation, only thing I move for. Trap doing numbers, I'm trying to figure out how to move more. Death before dishonor, you know the penalty. If the rule broke, team full of damn fools. It's in the let them dudes go. When the news broke, they cubs died and left me with a bruised soul. Heart cold like two below, I probably die moving slow. Boys, it's rap music go, I'm slowly but slowly losing hope. I'm slowly but slowly losing hope. I see the dime out of rap, that shit ain't adding up. Writer's block got me with anxiety. Mad as fuck, like Ali in that last bout. My hooks ain't coming fast enough. So I'm putting that clock on the block until the bag is up. This call is from a federal prison. Street nigga, yeah. Now I never once took a day off. How the line, I spit it if they throw like I'm sick. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Let's Chat, y'all. Happy Monday. We got a quick special edition for y'all today. We talking eggs, baskets, and footwork. Wow. <laughs> 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 Girl, you and your 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 topics now. You know I gotta ask. <laughs> well, and footwork. <laughs> absolutely, because you know we always we're talking about the business pivot. Um, you know that's kind of been our running talk since COVID has started. Um, and mm-hmm. you know everybody has to make a pivot. Well, pivot is part of your footwork. Um, and you know we were so used to putting all of our eggs in one basket. Everybody's used to mm-hmm. doing just that one thing, work, retire, die, whatever the case may be. And now we're finding that you have to do things a little bit differently. Um, and so oh, it's, hold up, Lisa. Did, did you say work, retire, and die? Yes. <laughs> yeah, every, I thought that's what it makes you right. Work, retire, die. That, that's like that <laughs> okay. one mentality. That people have had for so long. I'm going to work for the post office for 50 years. I'm going to retire, and then that's it. Ain't nothing else in life. I'm going to work. I'm going to retire. I'm a dad. But you have to carry on. <laughs> but I think people learn that there's more. To you you want more out of life. You want, you know, I think at certain times in your life, God places certain things in your belly. And sometimes it's early and sometimes it's late. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad we have uh, Black Bobby on tonight um, because by him being, he's a rapper, he's a singer, he's a songwriter, but the music industry has its own pivot mm-hmm. going on. And I'm interested to find out how they're how they're pivoting um, the way things are because you know, they can't do shows. Mm-hmm. They they you That's know they true. can't do meet and greets. I mean, you know, record labels are holding back. Music saying they gotta wait. I mean, how are they dealing with making sure that they're they're getting their music out and keeping their brand moving? Mhm. And and remaining relevant. You know, there's so many yeah. changes that's been happening uh, industry wide these last couple of months. So, and and it's been a a, a period of 
creativity as well, Leash, because now you have to dig deep into your creative juices, as we always say here on Let's Chat. First, to remain relevant, like you said, to get your keep your brand going, and also to make sure that uh, you're not forgotten. You know. Absolutely, and I, and and not messy relevant. You know, some some of these mm-hmm. entertainers, I ain't gonna say just rappers. Some of these mm-hmm. entertainers, I be wanting to know where they people at. Like, who, who your PR? Where your people at? Did nobody call right. that phone and tell you not to say that, not to post that, not to do that? Because you're a business mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. Your job mm-hmm. is to not only just make music, but you have a, ba- a brand to protect. And yes, mm-hmm. you have a team that's designed to help you protect that brand. But if you're not making their job easier, if you're not into protecting your own brand, then what the heck you paying them for? Right. Is that that's what I'm so true. Mm-hmm. And also, Lise, you know, you want to be at a point in your career, a point in your brand where your brand is working for you. You know, you can go mm-hmm. to sleep at night and your brand is still working. You can go, you can pivot off to something else and your brand is still working. You want to be able to be at that point in whatever career that you're pursuing that is working for you and you're not working as hard. And you don't want to damage that. You don't want to, you know, bring unnecessary press, as we've been talking about lately here on this chat, you know, bringing negative eyes, negative energy, because it's hard to erase those things. Absolutely, absolutely. So go ahead on and open this up, T, so we can talk that talk with our fabulous guest today. Absolutely. Now, we know Alicia and I, we got you guys a little discombobulated because it's Monday, <laughs> and we're here on Let's Chat. Uh, we, we never know where we might pop up, but just to give you guys that are new to us, what Alicia and I are all about here on Let's Chat, we started our radio show about six, seven years ago celebrating literature the royal way, no matter what the genre was. But we have evolved into so much more than just literature. Leisha and I are lovers of all the arts, you know, and that's, that's conducive to who we have on our show tonight, the one and only Black Bobby. But our show allows our listeners as well as our guests to interact in an intimate, fun, and friendly environment. We get to hear the dopeness of what it is they do as well as the 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 uh, the oh the passion behind what it is that they'll be they do because you never know who may be listening that person is going to be touched by a word by a phrase by anything mm-hmm. that's being said on the show tonight and it can make a world of difference so we hope you guys are enjoying what we do because we certainly are and get ready for another Monday night edition of Let's Chat from the ladies of Let's Chat get ready because we are about to get busy up in the chat room. <laughs> yes. Oh, somebody inboxed me and asked me about music. Um, the first song we played was by Ellie Music. Shout out to Ellie. Um, the second song was Dance Floor, and it was by Irving Pope. Um, E.P. Pope, he's a producer out in L.A. He's also a jazz artist, and so that comes from his new jazz album. It's not out yet, so... For right now, you can only listen to it on Let's Chat Radio. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We have a great library of music, Leash. We really do. Absolutely. And then the last song was David and the, uh, Goliath um, by um, Twisted Black, and who is an artist out of Texas. And mm-hmm. 
I can't think of the other artist's name he uh, featured on there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's from his Bop Sense um, album. Now, that album is available. Okay. So there you go. The Just ask us, and we'll provide the, the, the names and the artists. Absolutely. We have our first fabulous guest coming to kick it with us in the chat room. Um, go ahead and open us up, please. Absolutely. Can't wait to get him in here. See what's going on with Mr. Black Bobby. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me on. Thank we you for taking good. time out to kick it with us. We appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I appreciate the time. I appreciate you guys. Now, thank you. Now, for all of those that are not familiar with your brand, with your music, with your pen, tell everybody a little bit about your musical journey and your work. Uh, sure. Well, uh, first of all, I'm a fifth-generation Washingtonian from Washington, D.C. I grew up on go-go music, which is part of hip-hop culture. Um, later got into... Let's see, my first rap album was Run DMC, Raising Hell. That was the first one I really loved and just loved hip-hop from then on. Uh, but I really actually was uh, more geared toward being a professional. I was raised, probably pushed toward law school, so I went to college uh, up in Boston. Uh, then I started a nonprofit and ran it for six years with my friends. Uh, we trained millennials to run for public office all over the country. Uh, and then I uh, left that to finish grad school at Harvard and then left Harvard to work in consulting. And while I was working in consulting, um, my little brother asked me to help him start a record label in South Florida. So I left Boston and moved to South Florida and helped him sell his beats and sell his mixtapes. Um, I got sidetracked, worked on the Obama campaign, and then I uh, started my own record label, Square Biz, and it supports my music, which I performed all around South Florida, in New York, in D.C., and now I'm in Atlanta where I perform all around town. Uh, still run the label, run a uh, songwriting workshop that we do with East Atlanta Kids Club uh, and some more schools in the future. Uh, you know, I do a little bit, right? I have a podcast. I do political activism and consulting still. So I'm pretty active uh, in a bunch of different ways. Absolutely. I love it. I, you're, doing, you're doing so much. And I love the fact that you are giving back at the same time because I think, you know, it's so true. Much is given, much is required And we have to be able to give back Even though you're doing things that you love It's not considered work But giving back and paying it for it Is really important Tell us a little bit about the after school program That you guys are involved in Oh yeah, so um, East Atlanta Kids Club Is an after school program uh, In East Atlanta, right outside of the village Um, They Primarily deal with kids from the neighborhood who need something to do after school and also in the summer. Uh, so this summer, all of July, we're teaching a songwriting curriculum about how to write conscious music, use the power of speech and lyrics to affect change. Um, and really uh, trying to teach, we want, we want the kids to write their own song. We've been talking about powerful speakers like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Robert F. Kennedy. We've showed them you know, powerful opening lines in hip hop. We've showed them powerful lyrics people like uh, Eminem, Jay-Z, Jay Electronica, Mob Deep, uh, and some others like Little Baby has a song out right now that they really took to. Um, so, you know, we're trying to really run the gamut and um, show kids how they can um, use music as a form of social change. 
Mm, that's awesome. Now, now, Black Bobby, this is Tony. You have such an unusual path to get where you are today as far as your music. I mean, you went to Harvard for consulting yeah. and trained Millennium, so that doesn't necessarily veer towards music. Can you tell us where, besides your little brother, where the, the love of the music took a different turn in your in your journey? Sure. I, I love that question. That's a great question. Um, I should have been more explicit about it, but I grew up in a musical family. First of all, like my uh, cousin, Big Ron Sutton, was a DJ at WHUR, which is Howard University Radio in Washington, D.C., uh, for oh. a very long time. Um, he was very well known. He's, in, he's been in the Washington Post. He used to hang out with the Red, I'm sorry, the Washington football team uh, went back in the day. Uh, you know, uh, my other cousin, his son, was a well-known jazz uh, alto saxophonist. My other cousin is a very well-known singer. And I grew up around music. My mom loved and my dad loved great music from back in the day. Stephanie Mills, uh, Motown, Stevie Wonder, like mm-hmm. whoever you can name that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I grew up on Go-Go. I went to every Go-Go that they would let me go to in the city, uh, which, you know, was that was that was a tricky one for, for young kids because we have to – Go-Go could get violent sometimes, so I went to every Go-Go I was allowed to go to when I was a child, uh, and then I got into hip-hop, too. Um, in college, I used to rap on the radio and with DJs and at frat parties when I was running for president of the undergrad, which I won. Um, so I used mm-hmm. to rap all the time, and when, when other MCs would come on campus, like, they would have uh, Run DMC or LL Cool J or... Uh, Tribe Called Quest or The Roots or somebody like that would come to campus and perform. They would often have space for the, the on-campus rappers to come up and, uh, you know, bust a few bars, and I would go up and do it every time. And um, I, even yeah. when I was president of the school, I would rap on stage. Like, I just love hip-hop, and I've always, I've had lyrics taped to my wall when I was in school, like, all that thing. Like, I'm a big head for uh, lyricism and, and hip-hop uh, music in general. Mm. Now, you was mentioning some legends in the music industry all across all genres. I'm sorry, this is still Tony. We kind of say who we are because we saw so much alike. But uh, those no are some legends, and those are the type of music that we grew up Saturday, you know, when our parents cleaned the house. We're listening to, to, to all those artists, and all that that's lasting music. So it's a it's a great, great thing to have in your um, repertoire. Absolutely. I love all of that music. Um, you know, even uh, some of the stuff that I didn't love as a child has grown on me. I just love all kinds of great music. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit about your journey. Um, we always talk here in the chat about your goal moment. And a goal moment is when thought and execution come together. Nine times out of ten, we're very mindful about how we speak to other people and how we pour into other people and what we give to other people. And we're less mindful and less giving to ourselves. Um, and so that means that when God places something or the higher being that if you worship, place of something in your spirit to do. Nine times out of ten, you talk yourself out of it. I don't have time. I can't do this. I can't do that. Not right now. So what was your goal moment, um, that that moment in time when you said, I'm about to do this? You were in college. You were going to be a lawyer. He asked for help. Did you leave right away, or did you, like, think on it, and at some point in time, it was like, boom, I'm about to do it? Um, I pretty much make decisions pretty uh, uh, 
in, not instantly, but like, you know, very quickly. Um, you know, if I have enough data, like I'm ready to go. Uh, and it doesn't take a lot of data for me to make a decision. Um, I love Malcolm Gladwell. He talked about in his book, Blink, that the amount of data you need to make a decision is very small, um, that, you know, you should be more ready and comfortable making decisions with small amount of data rather than all the data that you could possibly have just because you might miss your moment. Um, and I had a similar moment with the nonprofit I helped start out of college where I had written a business plan for a dot-com company, um, could have gone off to grad school or could have started this nonprofit and decided um, sitting across from a mentor when she asked between me and my business partner who's going to run the business, I put my hand up and said, I'm going to run the business. I'm graduating. Let's go. Um, so it was just an obvious decision to me, like right there, we needed somebody to do it, and I was in the position to do it. Same thing with, with music. Uh, my brother didn't have the business acumen, but he was really good at making beats. And I had connections and people that could help us raise money, uh, as well as other people who wanted to work and, and could be great at working in the business we wanted to work in. So I was like, you know what, this sounds like something that could work. One day I woke up, I had a dream that it was all going to come together, and I just did it. So that's that's just like, like kind of how that how that manifested itself. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. This is Tony again, um, Bobby. You had um, so much to fall back on. If it wasn't music that you were so passionate about right now, and you have so much that you can, so many directions that you can go into, where do you think you would be if it wasn't music that you was involved in right now? Um, honestly, I'd probably still be in Boston, uh, probably in politics. Uh, I, one of my dreams, one of my bucket list dreams is to run for public office. Um, and I never thought that I would ever have that as a dream, but a mentor of mine told me that I'd probably be good at it. Um, one thing I should say is that my high school, college, and grad school were all service schools. Like, they were all teaching us to be better public servants. My high school's uh, motto was men for others. It was an all-boys school, so it was men for others. My uh, college, Tufts University, had a whole college that was dedicated to public service. And then my graduate degree is in public policy. So uh, all those places really pointed me toward service. Uh, I was around people from the National Service Movement. You know, they gave me the idea that if the best thing you ever do with your life is make money, you gave your life short, short shrift. So not saying that you should take a vow of poverty, but that you should also dedicate it to things like public service and getting involved in the community. I also think, um, Bobby, because I, 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 I've worked with a lot of public servants. I think when you're in that area or in that arena working for public service, I think you have a different outlook, a different view on the world. And it's, and it's the way you, you know, interact with people that's so different and so important that a lot of people today, especially when you start off early working as a, with that public servant mentality, I think those are the types of people that really make change in this, in this country. How do you feel about that? I, I mean, I can't agree more. Uh, I don't want to be self-centered about it, but I'll tell you about what we were doing at our nonprofit, which was finding people who were dedicated to public service in high school and saying to them, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's time to make the transition into politics because we thought that the most idealistic and the most dedicated servants in the country were people that had a track record in service. You know, just they, they had 80% of high school students at the time had done some form of community service, very few votes. So it's like, okay, uh, let's talk to these kids about 
the bridge between what they're doing in the soup kitchen and how public policy can solve or at least ameliorate homelessness. Um, so, you know, the, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent that, um, you know, people that dedicate themselves to service have that, that service um, mentality, and that's, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I wanna I wanna go back because you I know a lot of times you know it's so easy for somebody to sell you a dream. Um, when you decided to go to law school, was that something that you wanted to do, or something that your parents shaped for you? Um, so actually, I didn't go to law school. I went to public policy school. Um, the Kennedy uh-huh. School of Government. Um, and if I, if it was what my parents wanted me to do, I probably would have gone to law school. Um, but getting into policy school did make my dad happy, made my mom happy. They, my mom is more of a do whatever you want as long as you are a happy person. My dad is more of a find a career, get a job, pay for your life kind of person. You know, it's interesting what you were saying while I was on hold, which is that a lot of people felt like they were going to get a job, work a job, and die. Um you know, that's like the mentality of my dad's kind of generation. Um, and with millennials and people my age and younger, it's more like, uh, you know, we want to have several different jobs in a career, maybe move around, that sort of thing. And I, I had that more on my mind. Like, I would get a policy degree, and they talked about it at my school, tri-sector competence, which be, means being able to be part of the public sector, the private sector, and the government. And that just really spoke to me. It was like, yo, those are three sectors that I could really move in and out of and really have some impact in if I were to be given the opportunity. So um, it really spoke to me to, to, to want to go to graduate school at a place like Harvard um, for the, at the Kennedy School specifically. I probably wouldn't have gone to the law school or the business school. Mm. Really? You know, you said something. He said something very interestingly. He said that uh, the, younger, the younger people tend to move around in various jobs and I can say that I, I know some people that are like that. You know, they don't stay in a position for longer than a certain amount of time. But you also mm-hmm. want to to create a foundation. You know, when you move from job to job to job, what does that say about you? What does that say about how serious you take, you know, that, that, and, and as my husband would say, it's non-stability. How do you feel about that? Um, Black Bobby. Um, you know, there is something to that, but I feel like a lot of jobs don't challenge their workers. Like, you know, there's not mm-hmm. a lot of jobs where you feel like you get challenged and also have a reason to stay around. Like, you're going to grow with the company, have a vested interest or ownership in the business, and then one day be able to have, like, a retirement package from that business. You know, in the, in the days of, like, uh, you know, let's say – the 80s, up until the 80s, up until the 90s, it was more like that, where everyone would work for their entire life at one company and have a pension to retire on. And it's not like Mm -hmm. that anymore. Like, you couldn't see at a lot of places having that kind of loyalty from their their employees, because people don't take care of their employees. It's like, when they get a when they get a loan from the government, or they get a bailout from the government, what do they do? They they buy back stock, um, they invest in building their business, but they don't invest in Wages, they don't give the money back to, to people. So it's like the growth in wages and the, the opportunity to retire off of your job aren't really there anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so true. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to live an example of that, and I know quite a few. You know, you stay at a, at a place and you have a pension, and that's something that, that, 
that also can drive you day to day, you know, and the company puts so much into you, they, they care about you, you yeah. know. And unfortunately, companies today don't present that to their employees to to maintain longevity. Yeah, precisely. Absolutely. Now I want to fast forward um, because with COVID, everything going on in COVID, how has your um, business pivot been um, for your music and with the industry? How has the industry changed? Sure. Well, you know, we we can't go out and perform, obviously. So it's uh, very hard uh, for a lot of working musicians because we love to perform. It's a great way to get, you know, build our audience, uh, meet new people, et cetera, et cetera, make money. That's where a lot of musicians make most of their money is on tour. So it's very hard. You know, I've seen people change into things like, um, I think, uh, I'm, I'm going to forget the artist's name, but he's doing, he's doing uh, drive-through concerts now where people pull up in their cars instead of coming in and sitting down. Um, so that's oh, wow. very interesting. In a, yeah, it's very interesting innovation in the, in the in the entertainment space. So for me, I've been more active, um, more active than I was pre-COVID. Um, I put out one album, two out. I put out two albums, and I have a third on the way with Brandon Thomas. Um, I've done online performances in Facebook rooms, uh, on Instagram, uh, on uh, Twitter, etc. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, put out a whole bunch of songs, probably about 15 new songs in addition to the albums. Um, I've been doing songwriting um, behind-the-scenes videos where I show people me in the studio recording because I have a studio in my home. Um, I've done fundraisers where I raise money for my friend's foundation, the Benedetti Foundation, and also for a local record store, which is Moods Music. Um, So I just try to stay as active as possible uh, and give Mm -hmm. people a lot of content. I've been putting out a lot of podcast episodes. I really want, you know, because we have a captive audience is one of the things. A lot of people were home, and they had, you know, very like Hamilton just came out, so before that, what were people doing at home? They had like a Dave Chappelle special, and that was about it. Uh-huh. So, like, you, you, so we got to give them something, you know. If you're going to be an entertainer, entertain, and this is the perfect time to entertain. People are bored at home; their kids are driving them crazy. Why not drop an album on them that they can go nod out to or play around their kids? Even because I don't curse a lot in my music, so it's something that they can play with their kids. So I try to be as entertaining mm-hmm. as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, awesome. and and I think the hip hop, hip hop genre has really revived itself during this quarantine. If you think about um, the nicest club quarantine, if you think about um, Twisties and Timberland's verses, where, I mean, and not just that, like, I, I can see Charlie, we get excited. I can see Charlie Murphy, maybe only 30 minutes, but I get a whole free concert. You know, the industry is trying, you know, it's trying to, to change and do things differently. Um, do you think that the, the changes are going to be permanent? Um, like, has it permanently been changed where record labels are kind of scrambling to figure out what to do? Well, you know, I'm not sure what the majors and the labels are really doing um, in terms of how they're trying to make money now with this economy. Because it's also hard because a lot of people don't have money coming in necessarily. Um but one thing that I've been trying to push for since I've reemerged in music, I took like six years off of music between Miami and Atlanta. Uh, and one thing that I should have set up in Miami that I set up here instead or later 
um, is a Patreon because I really believe that the future of the music business is a subscription service for your Man. creative, uh, your creative uh-huh. outlet. Yeah. So, you know, think about it like Jay-Z. Jay-Z has Tidal, and he really only had his music on Tidal for a long time. So the only way you could really get to Jay-Z's music was to pay a subscription to Tidal. And, yeah, there were other artists on Tidal, but I think a big draw for that was the artist that he brought exclusively the title for a while. Um, it's similar to be on Patreon with your own music, um, your own creative activities, and have people paying a monthly subscription to you individually. I mean, there's a lot of creativity going on in that space. I just wish I had taken advantage of it earlier because, you know, my patrons love what I do for them. I do a lot of work for them, um, and I love having them. You know, sometimes I'll drop a song that I'll only put on Patreon, and then monthly I'll release it to the public. Um, because those are paying fans, and like putting it in the public space is not as lucrative as putting it in the Patreon space. So, mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. Also, I want to just go back a little bit, um, Bobby, on all the things that you've had to do on this quarantine pandemic for the last couple of months. Do you feel that this is something, the things that you have been doing, is something that you will carry over as the new norm, or is there anything that you would just kind of like pull back from? once we return to some type of normal semblance? Um, I think the difference would be um, not to not to be quite as uh, – I, I want to be consistent but not overkill with releases. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's easier to release right now because there's so many people that are captive. But when people are busy, you want to be a little bit more mindful of their time. You know, you're, everyone's fighting for okay. share of wallets. So it's like, you know, I don't want to be as in their face all the time after COVID. If, if we get to a normalcy where people can go outside again, I'd, be, I'd love to have that. So, um, you know, once we get to that space, I think I'll have to pull it back a little bit. But some of the same activity, just maybe not as plentiful. Mm. That makes sense. Absolutely. Well, we have uh, some of your new music. We're going to want to play some just to let people get familiar with it. I've heard it, and T, I think you are going to really like it. I really hey. do. That's cool, that's cool So, Sons, we're going to play Sons first Tell us a little bit about that You said the poem? Huh? Did you say the poem? Poem? Yeah, the poem Yes, yes Yes, okay, so the poem is uh, It's just off an album that I dropped called Bobby Blanco It's right in the middle of the album The beat is just extra smooth It's kind of like, reminds me of like a mafia beginning scene of a movie or like maybe they're walking into a real nice steak restaurant and the palm is a steak restaurant that my dad turned me on to that I really love so, uh, I named my song the palm and just got some real smooth lyrics and, and metaphors and, and bars for uh, lyricism lovers so you know that's what that is alright well, let's, let's hear it we got the palm by Black Bobby yeah I'm like an accidental connoisseur, you know what I'm saying? Like a connoisseur with ADD. <laughs> yeah. But I do like my stuff. And I do like my things. I also like my women, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black ball. Yeah. I like my steaks extra rare. Yeah. Like my women extra rare. Yeah. I wanna keep two like dunce, baby. I'm just trying to get a pair. Ha. This is season for some reasoning. Yeah. This is tasty, has some seasoning. 
you know, Nas and Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls and Big Pun and people like that. And it just really drove me to want to have dope music with great lyrics and great stories to tell. So that's that's about it, really. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Now you sent us another song, Something Over. Tell us a little bit about that one. Okay, yeah, that song is called Something Over Something Else, and that's a um, that's a uh, uh, reference to um, I'm not sure if you uh, I'm, I'm gonna blank on his name right now. The artist's last name. Um, I wrote that song here. Um, I was at the High Museum in Atlanta, and I was um, I was walking around um, in one of the thinking about. Uh, uh, you know, what I was going to name my next song, what I was going to write my next song. And I came across a Romare Bearden um, uh-huh. exhibit. And the Bearden uh-huh. exhibit was just so dope, like a black artist with this amazing art. And he, it was called Something Over Something Else. So I wanted to write a song about my struggles, my life, you know, the things that I've encountered in the last couple of years. And I called it Something Over Something Else, like literally my something being the lyrics over something else being my DJ, DJ Diop speak. So... That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. I love it. Now, we always like to do something a little fun here on the chat room. Um, I know it's your first time, so we're going to go easy on you. Okay. But okay. is going to give you a fun question. And I don't know what the question is going to be. Cause I, that's, not, that's not part of my pick rate. But um, <laughs> so it's all the I don't have nothing to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm ready. I'm ready, whatever it is. <laughs> Holy. Okay, Bobby. Thank you so much once again for joining us here on this Monday evening. We appreciate no you sharing thank some you. of your precious time with us. No problem. But being thank you that, You're very welcome. Being that it is your first time in the chat room, I'm going to take it sort of kind of easy on you. <laughs> so it's a fun brain teaser and uh you you have a diversified journey here so you should be able to get this one you ready i guess so i hope i'm ready let's go <laughs> okay like, okay get down. what is it <laughs> okay your fun question is you're in a cabin with no electricity now come nightfall you have a candle a wood stove and a gas lamp but you only have one match what do you light first? I would light the gas lamp and use the gas lamp to light the other two. Okay, is that your final answer? I know I'm using one to light the other two. <laughs> one more time before you answer. Okay, one more chance to let you change your answer. If you don't choose to, but you could be right, you could be wrong. So you have a, a candle, a wood stove, and a gas lamp, but only one match. Which do you like first? <laughs> I mean, you cannot light a fire with a with a wood stove. I mean, uh, you said a candle, a wood stove, you said? Yes, uh-huh. and a gas and lamp. A, and a gas lamp. So with, and with a, match. a match. With a match, you could light the candle or you could light the the gas lamp. Uh, but see, the thing mm-hmm. about the candle is the candle will burn out. So the thing is, uh, I think the gas lamp is better because you can use that to light the other two and it'll stay lit. 
So I, I guess that's my final answer is gas lamp, even though you guys sounded like I got it totally wrong. So let's see. <laughs> okay, final I answer is the gas lamp. And I'm going to go. <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah. So which one do you like first? How you going to light the gas lamp? What you going to light it with? There's no gas in it? It's a match. <laughs> you like the match first. Oh, whoa. <laughs> you was on the right track. That's what you veered off. <laughs> you gotta light the match. Yes, I do understand. Yes, you do have to light the match. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the, the match. The match never even occurred to me that we're gonna have to light the actual match and then light the actual fire. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we so appreciate <laughs> Just something fun. We appreciate you joining us, though, and being able to um, just share your space and your mind and just the, the, the vision behind the pen. You know, a lot of times we have artists that we love to listen to. We have music that we love to listen to. And sometimes we don't, we're not able to experience um, the artist. And so I thank you for allowing mm-hmm. our listeners to experience Black Bobby. We want you to shout out all of your social media before you head out of the chat room, and we will also play something over next. Over something else. Something over something else. Yeah, something over something else. Uh, Sure. So the best way to get to me is just blackbobby.com, B-L-A-C-K-B-O-B-B-Y.com. I'm also at larryharrisjr.com. My Instagram is IamBlackBobby.com. Uh, it's also the Accuracy Pod, which is my, I mean, podcast, which is my podcast. Um, and then I'm on Facebook at I Am Black Bobby. Um, also the Accuracy, po- the Accuracy Podcast. This is my podcast. It's called The Accuracy. You can find it on any podcast network. So, but the best way is uh, always to blackbobby.com. Awesome. Well, thank I you for joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. And we were about to play his second song. Okay. Something over something else. Are you guys uh, by any chance? Uh, Say it uh-oh. again. Say that. I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, any chance you guys are Game of Thrones fans? Yes. I love the Game of oh. Thrones. Okay. So you might like some <laughs> of these lyrics then. Just, li- just listen. Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Went to war with the dead in one day Like the odds, baby, can't use the battle ham Resurrected from the dead like I'm John Snow All these stories probably really true like I'm Hano Roll in the spot, smooth with a fine dome Line about a mile long, I'ma be inside though Mr. Cali, you can smoke whatever I roll Let you fuck a hydro, hit you with an eye roll Get the deed, baby, this your boy Black Ball That's the whole thing, crackin' like a backyard They in the backyard, shootin' like they think of it and point your fingers and they tell us like a simpleton. I look at black folks, will we ever be free? They got Nipsey, now I'm dropping hot tea. You supposed to keep it real and fast with a block beat. But a nigga come and get you when you got key. Yeah, let me introduce myself. This is something over something else. Got the drummer going ham in the back with the jack on the track with a fat beat. I ain't frontin', baby, you can tell. This is something over something else. Got the drummer going ham in the back with the jack on the track with a fat beat. Bang, bang, go to drummer, cuz. Damn, they used the whole block up every summer, cuz. Got the white folks walking dogs and circles. And the boys will play you if you're talking like an earth. 
I'm a city kid with a witty lid. Went to Harvard, then I did just like Diddy did. Or maybe Jay-Z, I ain't crazy. Put the whole world in a panic when I'm at it. Revolutionary Larry, saying that my music very evolutionary. I was Bird Larry, the smart was in the fit. But you can't see the art like you was Mr. Pitt. I'm walking out on your banner. The rap is for the ears and the pink is for the camera. The flow is going on on the back of a dragon. I be living shit you rappers can't imagine. Yeah, let me introduce myself. This is something over something else. Got the drummer going ham in the back with the jack on the track with a flat beat. I ain't fronting, baby, you can tell. This is something over something else. Got the drummer going ham in the back with the jack on the track with a fat beat. Okay, all right, let's all right go. now. Okay, I'm glad you like that. Yeah. <laughs> you said that a little nervous, like, oh, okay. No, I'm I good, know, I like... you, know, I, you never know how people look at you know music talks subjective, so I'm glad you like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us. You are welcome back anytime. Anytime you have music, just let me know, and we'll be glad to display it here on Let's Chat. I appreciate that so much. Thank you both for letting me come on and ramble and talk your ear off. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> he loved it. We had a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> we had an absolutely good time with you. We thank you for chilling with the good ladies in the chat room, and you have a great night. You too. Take it easy. Thank you. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. Super cool. Awesome. I know, right? So great. Mm -hmm. We appreciate you guys coming to kick it with your ladies on today for our Monday Monday night segment of Let's Chat. We will see you guys on Thursday. We will have Box One uh, out of the Bay Area in uh, Oakland, California. He's going to be kicking it with us, as well as E.P. Pope. Irving E.P. Pope is going to be in the chat room. And Sabirica Moore, she's going to be here as well. It's going to be Let's Chat Live. We will see y'all on Facebook and Instagram on Thursday. Have a good night. Went to war with the dead in one day like the odds, baby, can't even bet on him. Resurrected from the dead like I'm John Snow. All the stories probably really true like I'm Hano. Roll in the spot, smooth with a fine dome. Line about a mile long, I'ma be inside though. Mr. Cali, you can smoke whatever I roll. Let you fuck a hydro, hit you with a high roll. Yes, indeed, baby, this your boy Black Ball. Got the whole thing cracking like a backyard. They in the backyard shooting like they think of it. Them boy your fingers and they tell like a simpleton. I look at black folks, will we ever be free? They got nifty, now I'm dropping hot tea. You supposed to keep it real and fast with a block B. But a nigga come and get you with the cocky. Yeah.